Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes, and today I'm delighted to be joined by Lord William Hockey. Willie, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. Doing great. We're here. It's the great confines of James McGrory Park. What are we doing up here? That's the first question. Well, we're obviously celebrating the centenary of the Rock. Um, my family's been involved here for many, many years, so I'm absolutely delighted to be part of this special day. Yeah, I mean, there's great pictures and images of the likes of James McGorry when you walk into this clubhouse, but there's members of your family on this wall as well, isn't there? Yeah, my uncle Willie, who was a player himself, played with Emerton and Falkirk, the great career, he played with Sir Alex uh, as well at St Johnson. Um, he was a coach here, and his son, uh, Michael, played here for a number of years, so yeah, there's a, there's a family connection. What about yourself as a footballer? I heard that you were a, a tough tackling defender yourself, Willie. <laughs> that's, that's no fair. I started off as a silky winger. <laughs> but when my legs went, I ended up as a tough tackling fullback. But I, I was, yeah, I mean, when I was 14, 15, that obviously it looked as if you know, I was going to have a career in football. And um, I was playing in a Scotland trial under 15 and I, I got a, a bad injury in my left thigh and uh, tore a muscle at the top of my leg. And that kind of brought a sudden end. It was a big, big blow because all I'd ever wanted to be was a footballer. And then fortunately, as, as the years went by and, and sort of kind of, you know, more modern techniques, actually I'd stopped playing for about five or six years. And then in my early 20s, um, someone told me about Brian Scott at, at Celtic would do private, you know, um, physiotherapy. And I went to see him and, you know, I couldn't find right enough. Well, the next 18 months, like he got my my leg back in shape and I don't have a kind of first class amateur career you know for the next 10 years unbelievable so that, that all worked out fine when when you think back to those days Willie coming through as a young guy with a dream of being a professional footballer does that play in your mind now when you support youth football oh yeah most definitely because I remember if it wouldn't have been for football you know I don't think I would be what I'm at today even though my career kind of my professional career got cut short very early but those you know years from 13 to 15, 16, keeping me away from my pals when they were up to kind of naughty things is the thing that kind of set me up for life. Yeah, and, and I know you've supported youth football for a long, long time. And when we look at community aspects of football club, when I come up to St. Rocks or when I go to Celtic, the community is so important, isn't it? Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, the Rock, you know, are following in the footsteps of Celtic. You know, our community is everything. That's what, that's what makes the club. You know, and what Celtic doing in the community now is like unbelievable. And what the Rock are trying to do in their own small way 
is fantastic for, for, for Royston and the Gang Gad. When you look at St Rocks, there are connections like that with the community aspect of it. But there's more obvious connections between the club where James McGrory obviously started with St Rocks, came to Celtic, signed that contract at Cathcombe Park. Uh, Jim Brogan, the most decorated St Rocks player of all time. It's important, I think, for the centenary for the Rock to be playing Celtic, isn't it? Oh, without doubt. And I was very, very fortunate. Um, I, I I never met Jimmy, but I, I met his good lady, you know, she in Bearbrook Celtic Park for many, many years. I remember giving her a lift home one time to her house in Pollock Shields, and she showed me the ball right when he scored all the goals against Dundee. It was amazing, amazing, big brown leather balls all painted. And uh, I would I remember that day as if it was yesterday. I remember going home being being completely wowed. And when you talk about Brogy, I actually played me Brogy when I played amateur for ten years. And uh, what you know, what a player. And I think Jim Brogan epitomised everything was right about Celtic. Uh, you know, he's hard, tough, tight, would never say die, but he was fair. And you know, um, he uh, he he wore the blazer representing Celtic with a lot of pride. Jim Brogan, brilliant. That's great to hear now. See, when you're growing up as a Celtic fan, Willie, what's your team? Who's your heroes? I caught the end of the lines, you know, so so uh, jinky, definitely. But my first kind of hero was Kenny. You know, it's kind of why I called my son after him, you know. So, um, but uh, no, definitely Kenny. And then, you know, the great players remember then. But I remember, uh, you know, like going home for a game one day, we were playing Clyde and at the Rotten December day. And my dad said to me, why are you going to the game today? And I says, oh, you want to see this young player that's just broke into the team? I says, he's unbelievable. And I was talking about Charlie Nicholas. So Kenny was the first kid, you know, Jinky. And then Kenny was my hero. I remember the day he signed by Liverpool. I got up in the morning. There's a young boy called John Craig that lived next door. And he was an apprentice with me. And he came in and he says, oh, Kenny's signed uh, for Liverpool. And I says, well, you better go back to your bed because I'm not going to my work. <laughs> that was true I was devastated to me a long time to go over it but then Charlie and it was a pity that we didn't get a wee bit longer with Charlie because now that was a watching Charlie for that couple of seasons was, was magic that was great some of my first memories Willie was the centenary season at Celtic going into that campaign winning the double yeah. what was your memories as a fan of that particular year oh it was brilliant you know that um, obviously you know that I don't think it's fair to say that we weren't the favourites then, you know, we weren't ones if we're going to run away with the league. But some of the, the last minute goals, you know, up at Aberdeen, you know, all of that, you know, uh, you know, when they put the lights out to get the Celtic fans to go out and everybody kind of was lighting matches and they were all singing. There was, you know, obviously what happened at the end, Scottish Cup final. But there were so many memories of that season that will kind of live with you forever. But but what what a season. What a season. That was incredible. And there's it's reminiscent. This season when we're scoring the last minute goals, mm. and used to talk about we never stopped, but that's part of Celtic, isn't it? Spirit of Celtic. Never died. Now you, you mentioned the, the cup final, Frank McAvenny. He's going to be here on the day, on the fifteenth of October, represent the Celtic in, in here for the hospitality guests. We've also got we Joe Miller. Yeah. Um and there's a few other players. You're going to be managing them, but it's not the first time you've done that, is it? No, it's not. You know, I was uh, thrown into the lines then uh, a number of years ago in one of the testimonials when a friend of mine paid £10,000 to be the manager. And this is when uh, Wim and, and Murdo were the managers at the time would, would just obviously stop 10 in a row. And they were having a testimonial giving a part of 60,000 people coming. And my mate phoned me the night before it. I don't mind mentioning them, John Maguire, ball went. <laughs> and he phoned me and says, I can't do this, you need to do it tomorrow. So I remember telling her about Celtic Park and being handed a tracksuit 
and I walked into the dress room. I'll never forget it. And Vim, who I knew in, in, in Murdo, I've known for many years, I walked into the dress room thinking I was going to be at the back and Wim just threw me right in the front and said, right, uh, lads, here is the manager for today. <laughs> so I remember my my speech to the players. Um, I'll, I'll cut out the expletives, but it was a kind of, we are Celtic, we don't play friendlies. Brilliant, that's superb. I mean, what a moment. And Henrik Larson would have been part of that team as well. Yeah, yeah. Great story about Henrik on that day. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but um, Henrik had to leave. He had, had a private jet. He was going to a function. And he said to me, Willie, you need to take me off with 20 minutes to go exactly in, in 20 minutes. And I says, no problem. So I've been p- bringing the players on and off, you know. And uh, someone said to me, it's time for Henrik to come off. I don't remember. Henrik bust his eye and he scored a hat trick. And oh, that was crazy. Anyway, so I said, okay, so I turned around and who'd not be on? And I said, Reggie Blinker, come on. And uh, anyway, so Henrik's come, I said, right, Henrik, two minutes, no problem. He run past me, taps me in the top of the head, and he says, Hockey, you'll do well in football, Larson for Blinker. <laughs> <laughs> so, super, when you, of course, you'll be in the dugout. We'll get back to the game, you'll be in the dugout uh, a week on Sunday as well. Well, we spoke about your memories of the Lions getting the tail end of the Lions. How important are the lines to you? You've mentioned Jimmy Johnston, Bertie Old. It was a season ticket here at The Rock. How important was that team to you? Well, if you look at the history of the club and and see how we're revered throughout the world, you can you can, you can narrow it down a few people. You know, so obviously, Brad Walford would get the credit for starting it all. Jock Steen, you know, Willie Mealy. But then the, the people who really put us in the map globally was that small group of players for 30 miles within Celtic Park. So the Lisbon Lions uh, are, you know, what Celtic are today because of the, the efforts of that group of guys. Incredible. <laughs> now, Jimmy Johnson, the greatest entertainer, uh, Bertie Old, the best personality. You are a patron of the Jimmy Johnson Academy yeah. and you go into the Catholic Park. It's, a, it's an incredible place. It's a museum almost. Yeah. How proud of you of the work that's getting done down there? Oh, amazing, absolutely amazing. And it was great because, you know, Jim Simonetti has done a fantastic job there and it was brilliant that the wee man was alive to kind of see the start of it and what Jim was trying to do there. And then the fam- family obviously gave Jim the right to use the name, you know, going forward. But what he's done in that over the years, what that does in the community there in Government Hill is, is quite remarkable. It's incredible. It's, like, it's got heartbeat, isn't it, when you walk in and all the images and everything else. Um, and of course, another line I want to mention is the one and only John Clark. Now, how on earth did you manage to get him and rope him into your management team? Uh, it's funny, John is probably the quietest of all the lines. Uh, and uh, for for one reason or another, I became very friendly with John and, and his wife over the years, over the last 30 years. And uh, and so I managed to kid and cajole him. He's, he's a very quiet, unassuming guy, John. Uh, even a lot of that on the park, you know, he was a quiet assassin. But... Uh, I'm delighted that he's that he's he's going. I've picked a right guy because he doesn't say too much, you know. And I say too much, so that would be good on the day. <laughs> Wait, when you get together with your management team and you've got a list of let's say a dozen excels, really, how are you going to choose who plays and who doesn't play? Are you going to upset anybody by putting them on the subs bench? How, how's that going to work between yourself, Jim, Tommy McIntyre, and John Clark? Um, there's no doubt that we're going to upset someone because that's what happens. Uh, and you know, believe it, in my last experience, it doesn't matter how long they've been out of the game or how unfit they are. And they're still chatting at the bit, they're pulling your sleeves saying, put me on, put me on. He's rubbish, get him off, look, his legs are gone. So we'll get no doubt on the day, it'll be carnage. I'm, I'm ready for it. 
I'll be, I'll be the first guy in the, the dugout with a crash helmet on. <laughs> Brilliant. Now, as a Celtic fan, as I say, my first experience of actually going to the games was that centenary year, and I thought, wow, this is what it's all about to be a Celtic fan. Fast forward a few years, and it was doom and gloom, really. Um, some of the younger generation tuning into this might not appreciate how close we came to the shutters coming down at Celtic. Take us back to the, those those times and, and your involvement in, in saving the club and bringing people together. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad that you said that, you used that phrase about the shutters coming down. Um, this is an absolute fact. The shutters were never coming down. Celtic were never minutes away from going bust, right? Unlike other clubs, right, who have had the financial woes, there was three different groups of Celtic supporters, right, all in the Bank of Scotland with the money, right? I mean, a lot is said about, um, you know, I think actually it was John Keane who I'm getting the greatest respect for, you know, who stood up and was counted at the time. I think John actually lodged the money with the bank, but Jill Wise felt had been in there the day before and said to, to what was it, Rory Mitchell, who was the, the, the boss at the bank, I'll deposit four million pound here tomorrow, right? So this this club has never gone bust. It was never minutes away for the shutters going down. It shows you a million miles from incredible. It shows you the way that people step up when, when the club was in absolutely desperate. And I was just a small part of that group, you know, by Fergus and and, and we and we did step up to the plate, but so did the fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people forget that we we stepped in in the first phase to to take the banks out, but it's when all the fans when we went public. And fans paid thirteen point two million pounds. Still the most successful shirt issue ever for a football club, right? And that was absolutely amazing. Awesome. It wasn't. Yeah. See when you fast forward from then until now, mm-hmm. and you look at the club that we have with that stadium, mm-hmm. Willie. It's night and day. But how well run is Celtic Football Club now? Well, I can only say in my experience back then, for ninety four onwards, I would say that we certainly needed someone in the form of Fergus who, does, you know this steely will but this is what we're going to do and he, what I, I really admired about Fergus he kept all the emotion out when I couldn't keep the emotion out um, but when when we when we managed to think I, I don't have a story I've been told about how we got down that right so I'm going to tell you um, we were starting to raise funds for the public sale and a guy called Charlie Woods approached me up in the Jockstein Lounge and said to me um I was playing golf last week as Bill and Rob as Rob Lee, the boy that's a commentator on Sky TV, and he was caddying for him. He said he was this Irish guy playing big Celtic fan, he says, and uh, you know, I think he's got a lot of money and I think he might be somebody you should approach to maybe come in for this yeah. issue. And um so I, I spoke to John Keane, the Irish connection, and he spoke to the AIB, Ireland Irish Bank, and they found out who Dermot was and they approached Dermot. And uh, Dermot, you know, agreed to come into the club and he'd done a he done a really smart move that we were trying to raise eight million pound and Demet says, Right, I will pound four million pound if we guys match the four million pound. So myself and John Keane and Fergus and a few others um matched the four million pounds so we could go out and say that the share issue on day one was a success and it was underwritten. But I don't think anybody should doubt that for for the way the club has been so stable since then, in the last 25 years, on the last 23 years since Dermot took control of the club, um, I think under his leadership, the club has been nothing but successful. I know we've had wee bumps in the road, but the, the, the greatest thing I'm about to is getting Dermot involved with the club. Brilliant. 
That's incredible. Now, Willie, when you look at Celtic and the rich history and some of your memories of Celtic being a European team, you know, we've mentioned Jinky and the Lisbon Lions, it's so difficult now because of where we play, but what can we achieve, do you think? We've got a big game this week. What, what can we achieve as Celtic in Europe now? I think it's very difficult. I think we, uh, some of the clubs now being run by, you know, states, you know, really, we're playing countries, mm-hmm. you know, and we're playing nations, we're not playing clubs. I think it would be very, very difficult um, for us to, to have the success in the Champions League. I think if we get to the group stages in the Champions League, we'll have done fantastic. I think we're punching above our weight. I know that, you know, some of the fans would be disappointed to that. When you look at top teams record, like, unbelievable. You know, people keep talking about is winning the European Cup. You know, we were runners-up in another final when we were in four semi-finals. Jock Dean's record in nine years must be. I don't think up there can match it. And at least two of those semi-finals, we should have got to the final. Yeah. So, but I, I think that we need to be realistic. We should try and play in the Celtic way, which I think we're doing under Brendan. Um, once he gets, you know, the guys playing it the way he wants them to play, once we get guys back for injury, I, I hope, hopefully, that we'll be able to compete in Europe. But to, to, to go beyond the group stages, I think, in the Champions League, I think, is, is, is a hard ask. Ah, definitely. Now, you've already explained you've been in a dugout before for Celtic. Some of the players that you're going to be managing this time round have won loads of medals. You look at the, the likes of Didier Agat, part of Martin O'Neill's great side. Uh, Frank McAvenny, of course, Joe Miller, part of the double winning side back in the centenary season. But you're going to have a medal that none of the guys have ever, ever had. Tell us a wee bit about it. Yeah, I was um, absolutely gobsmacked to find out um, eight weeks ago that I'd uh, been awarded a papal knighthood by the Pope for, for the work I'm doing with the church quietly. And uh, I've been very, very fortunate in my life to have got many awards and, 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 and many accolades, but this is up there. You know, it was a big, big surprise. It was great because my wife was made a dame as well. So it would be made a knight of St Gregory by the Holy Father um, was... was um, Something I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Congratulations, Willie. Now, Thank you very much. One final question for your prediction for the 15th of October. What's the score going to be? 7-1 for Celtic. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you very much, Willie Hockey. Pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.